Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Saturday, February 4th. A jury has found Elon Musk not guilty in the case of his tweet about taking Tesla private. For those who don't remember the situation, back in 2018, Musk briefly considered trying to bring Tesla private and disclosed his intentions to investors through a simple tweet. The Security and Exchange Commission ruled that Musk exaggerated and misled shareholders when saying that the funding was secured. Ultimately, Tesla and Musk ended up reaching a settlement with the SEC, but separately, Tesla investors had sued Musk personally, claiming that they were defrauded out of millions of dollars as he exaggerated the claim. The case was ongoing for years, but it was finally heard by a jury in Northern California this week. The jury decided that Musk was not liable for the investors' losses. Musk commented on the verdict, saying, quote, Thank goodness the wisdom of the people has prevailed. I am deeply appreciative of the jury's unanimous finding of innocence in the Tesla 420 take private case. Now, the results of this case bring up interesting responses. Many rightly state that for Musk to be found liable, the suing investors would have to prove that he was intentionally planning to defraud them, which is quite the tall order. On the other hand, being so publicly sued by investors would force many CEOs to step down or possibly leave the company. In the case of Musk, he is likely more confident than ever. The Tesla Model Y has gained full access to the $7,500 federal tax credit with a new $80,000 price limit. The tax credit has been somewhat unclear when it comes to battery sourcing requirements and also what counts as an SUV and what doesn't. If you ask advertisers, anything with a steering wheel is an SUV, but I digress. It was previously believed that gross vehicle weight rating, which appears to be over 6,000 pounds, was the operative benchmark. But the IRS updated its list of eligible EVs, and all versions of the Model Y go to the $80,000 MSRP limit. This should significantly increase access to the Model Y for people who are eligible for the tax credit in the U.S., meaning single filers with an income of $150,000 or lower, and dual filers with an income of $300,000 or lower. The Ford Mustang Mach-E has likewise gained the full eligibility. These eligibilities for the full $7,500 credits are good until March when we are expecting new guidelines about the battery requirements. Another Model 3 refresh prototype has been spotted testing in California ahead of the launch. Late last year, we started hearing rumors that Tesla was working on a Model 3 refresh, and that would come during the second half of 2023. It was reportedly codenamed Highland. In December, a Model 3 prototype with Hemi camouflage was spotted being tested, and it had covers with large cloth wrap over the hood and the rear. While the vehicle is expected to feature a design refresh, much of the improvements are actually expected to be at the body level and not necessarily visible. Really, the ease of manufacturing is likely going to be the biggest difference. For a few years now, Tesla has been integrating its large casting technology into the Model Y, with a single large casting piece replacing dozens of parts in the SUV. With this tech coming to the Model 3, it should have increased efficiency and reduced cost. The new Model 3 is also expected to feature Tesla's new hardware 4.0 suite of sensors for autopilot and self-driving. It's not clear when Tesla plans to announce the changes, but more details will probably come on Investor Day coming next month. Ford's earning call on Thursday had CEO Jim Farley mention that the automaker's next generation of electric vehicles, including a full-size pickup, is well underway. In January, a report suggested that Ford was developing its own in-house EV architecture, and it was moving away from the Volkswagen MEB platform. And now, it is confirmed. 
Farley also admitted that the company underinvested in braking technology to save on battery size and that the industry-leading aerodynamics could lead to a smaller battery. All of this, and Ford will incorporate its second-generation EV models in the new platform, including its next-generation full-size electric pickup truck. After announcing a $1.7 billion investment back in October to expand its production site in the U.S., BMW plans to boost its North American EV capacity further by investing around $864 million to prepare its San Luis Potosi plant in Mexico. The new EVs are going to be called New Class by BMW. The first New Class cars are expected to roll off BMW's production line at its Hungary plant in 2025, followed by its flagship plant in Munich. From 2027 onwards, additional volumes will be introduced at the facility in Mexico. BMW is pretty excited for these new vehicles, as they say that the new battery format will increase energy density by over 20% and charging speed and range by up to 30%. Vietnamese electric vehicle maker VinFast said that it will be delaying the first deliveries of the VF8 models to the U.S. customers until late February. In November, VinFast held a ceremony to celebrate the first batch of 999 models being exported into the U.S. Shortly after, the EV maker filed for the necessary paperwork to hold an IPO and go public on the U.S. stock market. But it appears there's a little more to do on the checklist, as there are software issues, apparently. VinFast said, quote, The cars have been updated with the latest software. We are planning to hand over the first VF8 vehicles to customers in the second half of February. Now, VinFast also added that the second batch of U.S.-bound EVs will be shipped in the second quarter of 2023, although no specifics on the shipment size. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Chit from Chinola says, Good on Volvo going all-in electric. Subaru and Suzuki and Mini should do the same thing. Yeah, sure it would be nice if all the car companies had goals to be all-electric. I think it'll happen sooner or later, but really just later. Mini really has no excuse in my opinion. I once had the misfortune of going on a small road trip in a Mini Cooper, and it was not optimal, I'll say. There's no reason that a runabout brand like Mini can't be all electric. Now, Subaru, on the other hand, in my opinion, that is, they do cater to more of the off-the-beaten-path adventure types. Even if the customers don't actually do that sort of thing, to me it makes sense that Subarus are gas-powered for the short term. Eventually, charging stations will be in all sorts of rural places, and there will be more and more coverage for those who like to get away from the city. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.